Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Cahen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. Cahen and Little Red Hen – just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Welcome, friends, to the second half of an edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman, here at KHEN 106.9 on your FM dial or uh, anytime with a podcast, or on iTunes, or uh, you can also listen indirectly uh, uh, on Sunday mornings at uh, 9 and uh, Wednesday mornings at 11. And um, that's a fun way to listen in, too. We're having a good time sitting in the old caboose, the Cahan caboose. We're born along. Our train is born along today by Rick White, our engineer. Every once in a while, he chimes in here with some good thoughts. And Alan Lane is just back from a rail riders trip, a really interesting trip in the sense that they they did a little bit of, of Western history, went to Dodge City, Kansas, where it all began in, a, in one sense for, for Colorado. Some Colorado historians would argue that, but uh, certainly that's where that's where the Santa Fe Railroad eventually took off, got ready to have its big fight with the Denver and Rio Grande Railway, my favorite railway. Oh, and, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> a railway which never should have yielded to the um, Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe, Rick's dad's railway. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, so it's really been a fun interview. He's been telling us about all the history museums there. Because Colorado history really happened there. I mean, that's where the Santa Fe Trail, briefly at least, United East and West, that's where the uh, Santa Fe Railroad eventually moved uh, along the route of today's Southwest Chief, an Amtrak train, and uh, which they just took. And so, anyway, what? Well, we've been talking history. Should there, Alan? What else should we be we be talking about today? Well, one of our favorite. Uh, outings we did there was to walk back to the station because I mean we got in in the middle of the night so there was nothing there we just walked straight to our hotels um, we went back to the Santa Fe Depot the next morning and found that absolutely uh, the the station itself has only taken one corner of the depot because the rail traffic passenger traffic is not the big thing anymore but the old Harvey Hotel is still connected to the depot. 
Ah. And it has been very well renovated, but not for use, uh, for um, uh, reinvented, rather, for the town's use. The ballroom, the dining room of the Harvey Hotel is their big uh, meeting room for the town. It's a big, big uh, center for uh, civic meetings and all sorts of uh, functions in that. The, but the lobby has been recreated. So you walk into the lobby, the Harvey Hotel, and here's the stairwell that goes up to the rooms, and there's the the, the counter where you where you check in, and the patio out next to the tracks where you would have lunch and so forth. So it's really very well done. They have preserved one of the rooms upstairs as the original Harvey room with the footed bathtub and the um, the uh, feather bed big double feather bed and uh, so you can get you can go and tour the rooms but most of the rooms up there have been turned into uh, civic and nonprofit offices where you have you don't need all that office space you just need a place for a file cabinet and a, somebody to answer the phone so those rooms become perfect uh, locations for those kinds of offices and uh, so we got to tour that Next to the other part of the station, the other end of the station has been turned into a theater. So huh. their local their local theater was in the in the in the uh, throes of of rehearsing in the height uh, in their theater. And uh, I walked down the end of the hall and into the theater, and the sets were up and nobody was there. But I, I managed to sneak in and take a peek. <laughs> a really nice looking little theater that set up as uh, like a dinner theater with long tables that leave the stage and apparently you can eat your dinner while you watch the show. Pretty and, exciting. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was it, it, they, they've redone a real good job of repurposing the building without tearing it down. Cause it's, it's a massive red brick building. That's very, very handsome with balconies on the upper floors and so forth. Mm. <clears throat> that was one of our favorite uh, uh, spots that morning. And, wow. and they do have lodging there. Uh, not at the Harvey. No, they 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 okay. only have offices there. Interesting. And what about the motel situation? Other than they're being very nice and not charging you for your your first night while you were waiting for there, Amtrak to finally run. Yeah, unfortunately, there's nothing right across from the hotel from the the the. Um, Depot, nor is there anything in downtown uh, Dodge City, which is, again, would be another two or three blocks up the hill. Um, the, the, the hotel where Pete and John stayed were, was the closest one, and it was about maybe a 10-minute walk from the station, and mine was about a 25-minute walk from the station. Well, that's not too bad. But those are the two closest hotels to the station. Sure. Well, I suppose they have probably have taxi cabs in a, a city of that size. Well, they do, but they're better check their reviews when you look up the taxi cab. Oh, boy. <laughs> they, in other words, they're a little spotty. Right. There was the, the one that we had booked to pick us up that night from the train station, we never heard from. So. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh my! <laughs> well, that's that's not good in a taxi cab. No. Yeah, I, I I looked online to see what the cab situation was, and 
and most of the reviews said extremely unreliable. But um, oh, sure. <laughs> but it's a town of twenty seven thousand, so they do have an Uber. They do have Uber there. Oh, and say oh, that yeah. population again, Alan. Twenty seven thousand. Twenty seven thousand. Hmm. Good size. So they do have an Uber. Right. Maybe my my Uber app might uh, pick it up. Yeah, and your Uber person, whoever that is, that's a good enough size town that yeah. they they probably well hang in there. During the season, they have what they call the trolley. Uh, it's a decorated little bus trolley, and it does a, a standard route around town and will take you to the various museums that are not in the historical district. Um, uh -huh. It goes all the way out to Fort Dodge. Uh, and the main street through town by the railroad tracks is Highway 50, which they call Wyatt Earp Boulevard. Wyatt Earp that's funny. And that's, so that's the main street, but there's a, a Highway 50 bypass that goes north of town, and that's where all the malls and the bigger stores and the restaurants and hotel and motels are. So Ah, the coming of the automobile exactly. has ruined these towns. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there so there are there are ways to get around there without having to walk everywhere you want to walk. Uh, there's a teacher's museum there that we did not go to. Um, Kansas honors its teachers every year with the teacher of the year and they have a, an entire museum designated for the teacher of the year and within that they also have a wax museum and Kansas Cultural Museum is in there uh, so it's another very large museum right next to the historical district uh, we didn't we didn't hit the that museum by the time we'd Walked around all morning getting wet uh, <laughs> and had lunch. We decided. Yeah, I was going to say you were pretty wet by we then. Were, yeah, we, oh. we were. We were not, on, not. We weren't wet by in the years. We were just a bunch of wet old guys. You were just um, wet. Yeah. Oh. And figured, figured an afternoon nap was, a, was would, would be better for us. Oh golly, yes. Well, then, what time did you catch the train the next morning? And of course, the train the next morning was on time. Oh, <laughs> five thirty. Do it every time. Five thirty. We're at the train station waiting for the waiting for Amtrak to come through. I'll be darned. Well, you never know, do you? Nope. With with today's rail the way it is, yeah. And the other thing too about about all that is that part of the fun is you're with your group. You're 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 facing a common. I don't know what what you're facing. <laughs> is it your enemy? Is it your friend? Is I I don't know. It's gotten pretty crazy. Yeah. And as, as I say, we've got this guy Evan Stair, who just deluges me with stuff. He's a conspiracy guy. He's convinced that Amtrak's top management has a conspiracy going to somehow kill the Southwest Chief, and it's on their <coughs> mind to kill, and that they're gonna. Anytime they can put it behind a three-mile-long freight, they're going <laughs> to. You never know. We think that's why it was five hours late leaving uh, Trinidad, that it got stuck behind a freight somewhere in California. But uh, I, I don't know that for sure. But uh, that, that, was, that was the speculation. But, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's, it's the way they think of the railroad. And it's not uh, – the, the unfortunate thing is with uh, – changing situation with automobiles now rail, is, rail i think rail should be considered part of the mix but 
there are those who think that it's gone the way of the dodo. But, but yeah. as an Easterner, rail is still very important. It's a, it's a, it's a way to commute. Mm-hmm. The towns sure. that are close together, when you get out here in the West, where towns are yeah. few and far between, uh, it becomes an expensive means of travel. Well, I, I, I operate back, back in the day when a couple of times or three times a year I'd be on the Southwest Chief, just talking to people in the, the the then open bar car, which we don't have anymore. But well, we sort of do, but not really. Yeah. But uh, you know, I frequently would talk to people for whom that Southwest Chief was their um, their only way out oh, of yeah. some of these little towns. Lifeline. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And of course, and if you go on the train, there's so many Amish on the train because that's Amish. how they travel from, from town that's to town true. to get community to community. Uh, or if they're headed for hospitals or whatever services they need, they're always sure. on the train. The people who sat in front of us in coach were headed for uh, the Pueblos uh, out between Santa Fe and Albuquerque because that's their means of transportation to get east or, and or west. They used to train all the time. So there are people who, uh, for whom it is a, a, a means of transportation that is just as important as our car or a city bus or sure. some other, you know, public public conveyance. And we did have a, a U.S. senator. We may still have him from Kansas. wish I could think of his name. But he was a huge supporter of Amtrak in the early days. And absolutely insisted that it be written into the law that Amtrak had priority over freight trains. Bob Dole, that Bob Dole. Yeah, I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, not necessarily honored, but it is in the law, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Well, we could go. Well, we could go into his stuff at length. Um, we probably won't. Hey, no, uh, also, let me ask this, uh, Alan. Yeah, go ahead from the from the head end, from the engineer at the head end of this KN train. Yeah, Mr. Rick White, there he is. Hi, Rick. We're clear sailing up here. It looks good for us. Um, Alan, on your return, uh, as I recall, that was an early morning. Uh, did that was that on time? Did yep. it leave Dodge City on time? Yep. Exactly on time. Yeah. And what time was that? <laughs> 5.30. Wow. Wow. That's kind of before breakfast in my book. <laughs> and all, both the hotels gave us a bag breakfast. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So wow. we had, a, had, had an apple and a granola bar and a muffin. Well, that's pretty nice. And, and free, free coffee in the lobby. Do either of you know how common it was to have the depot attached to the hotel? You know, they're close to each other in <laughs> Las Vegas, where we visited. I think it's connected in Albuquerque. In, uh, really? Because uh, the, uh, they kept part of it, but they, they tore down the Harvey Hotel, but kept the depot or something. Mm-hmm. But the heart, I think it was connected at, at Albuquerque. But it was fairly common for the Harvey Hotel to be connected to the depot. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's certain, that's certainly true in Denver at, at Union Station. And I once stayed in the hotel there. It was, in those days, very nice. I have no idea what it would be like right now. And there's some upscale restaurants in Union Station. And what was the design style of the uh, of the depot? 
I told you this was going to be easy. Yeah, <laughs> we said we we said I, you're in for it now. I, I, as as an unofficial uh, uh, appellation, I would call it. 19th century warehouse. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 It was brick with not a lot of windows, but a lot of fancy brickwork, mm. a lot of grill work, a lot of arches. But here again, it was not a, not an open, airy building, and it was not a style, not prairie style like you would think it would be. Yeah. Uh, as they as it is southwestern style in Las Vegas or Winslow. But it was it was just big slabs of brick. Oh, it's a very know. handsome building, though. It's not it's not unattractive, but it looks like it could be an Ohio iron plant or something. I see. Yeah. I see. And do either of you gentlemen know what's that architect, that uh, lady architect's name, who is uh, very involved with all of the uh, and the, and did all the things at the at the parks? I can't remember her name. Forrest, how are you at remembering names? Well, um, I think you dated her, Forrest. You're talking about the Santa Fe? Yeah. Railroad. Well, let's see. Who did they hire to, to do a lot of their like stuff? Like, she she was the designer of um, the one near Winslow, La huh. Posada. Huh. Uh, um, it doesn't matter. Probably doesn't matter. Uh, but they hired a lot of architects and designers mm-hmm. to work on their... Work on their hotels. Yeah, I mean their their hotels weren't just Fred Harvey. Fred Harvey didn't just build a restaurant; he built right. a lovely, a lovely <laughs> restaurant that would look out over, over a view or something. Yeah, and he and because he had a set clientele, he had he groomed his employees to serve that set clientele. And it was set up in, in the dining room there in um, Dodge. The coffee cups are all set up so that you could choose coffee or tea and take it to your table and the waitress knew exactly what to pour where. So they basically did it like get them in and get them out as fast as you could because they only had a certain amount of time with the train. Yeah. So he had a system for serving those people as quickly as possible. And it ran like a machine. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so popular. Because people got what they wanted, when they wanted, and got out when they needed to. Yes. Well, now, Mary Coulter is a name that comes that's, to my mind. She did a, a number of things. But that's I think the name. That's, her. that's, that's, oh, that's who you were, that's yeah. who you were asking about. Oh, okay. Well, she did a number of things. But she, while Alan was talking, I was thinking, she designed many of their, what today we would call systems or customer service systems and she was the one who designed a lot of those what you're just saying that the cups would hear the to to, to the cups would hear to an order the mm-hmm. water glasses would be over here that mm-hmm. you know so on would be set up that way but the, but she did a number of other things too uh and actually mary coulter end up ended up being a, kind of a darling of the santa fe railroad and they um i think even finally gave her the title of chief designer or something like that. But then she said, apparently, how about an office? They said, well, in Chicago, we have a nice office building overlooking Union Station. I remember seeing a building there. And they, she said, well, I'd like that one up in the top in the corner. He said, um, well, that's right next to the president's office. She said, that'll do. So they put her office... <laughs> 
<laughs> Gary do. Calder's office next to the president of the Santa Fe Railway up in the top. And uh, apparently she got to be friends with all of the various bigwigs. They were all buddies. And the other thing Mary Calder did, and I thought that was really interesting, was when it came to um, the Grand Canyon, she was either head of or part of the design team uh, to design, you know, to design the Fred Harvey restaurant there. And she was the one who insisted that it be look kind of like an above ground Kiva or, you know, that it, that it have a, that it, it's, it's there to serve the Southwest chief and it should have the uh, Southwest chief motif. And, and I don't know that I've ever, I think we've I've driven past it. I'll have to look it up sometime and see, have you, have you seen that? At the Grand Canyon? There, Rick? At the North Rim of the Grand Canyon? Yeah. Yeah, that's called the El Tavar. I've been there oh, okay. different times. And it's definitely, I, you know, I've never known anything about her, but when you, when you realize who she is and you look at her design work, you can tell that that is a Mary Coulter building. Building. Yes. So, so, so her influence was more than just having an office next to the president. Mm -hmm. It was probably having an adjoining office. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But, and of course, in those days, your old railroad, the Santa Fe, was a big deal railroad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it just, if you took the, uh, the chief to L.A., you could get from Chicago to L.A. in 49 hours. I mean, today on Amtrak, you, I don't know, 49 hours wouldn't even get you to suburban Chicago, depending on the day. But uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it was pretty amazing uh, as a railroad, what it did do. Now, I think the other thing Mary Coulter had was designed sort of mini gourmet meals, but they you could have them in about 50 minutes or something like that. This is coming back to me that, so even if you only had an hour, say between trains, you could still have a really good sort of gourmet style kind of thing. Well, I got a, um, uh -oh. Do you mind if I throw something in here? It's a little off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw, throw it in, throw it in. Go ahead. We're talking about the Fred Harvey hotels and stuff like that. Uh, Hinsdale, Illinois, my family and I lived there for a number of years growing up, and they had a Fred Harvey restaurant, and it was called The Spinning Wheel. And I remember that my mom hostess for a while, and my sister had a wait waiter's job, and she wore a black under dress with the white pinafore. That like a Fred costume. Harvey restaurant. <laughs> Even in, in this would have been in the, uh, in, this was in the 70s. And isn't that a, funny that it carried on that way? I don't think he had a lot of restaurants. I think it, they were more, you know, near the railroad stations and that. But he had one in Hinsdale, sure. Illinois. Hinsdale, Illinois. Well, when I worked for the, uh, the old Burlington Railroad, why, uh, we went through Hinsdale, for sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of our freight went through there. The other thing we ran through there, I never worked on one. We, we worked um, uniformed passenger. And that was something, too, because you could be a switchman today out there kicking out oil cars. The next day, 
you'd show up for work, you have to put on a little jacket, and little pants, a little uniform, and take uh, tickets on a suburban as it went 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 downtown. So interesting times. Still, a brakeman could become a conductor overnight. Overnight, <laughs> overnight. Or well, I don't know about conductor, but you could become an assistant conductor overnight at least. Yeah, part of the fun. Anyway, well, and some of these. The possibilities for upcoming trips are interesting. I just got an email this morning from a, a regular on the, the Salida Rail Riders group, Pete Bond. And Pete Bond says, well, let's get people together, get, a, get over to uh, Glenwood Springs, get on the chief, take the chief over to somewhere, you know, maybe, maybe Lake Tahoe or in that area rent a car and tour around there and uh, go on some of the tourist railroads. And, and it's, it's not a bad idea. I don't know if you could rent a car and could you in Lake Tahoe? Is there a town at Lake? Well, that, that we would go to uh, Reno on that. And you know, that all sounds great other than it is the holiday weekend, you know, the 4th of July weekend. Oh, and I don't think that's the weekend he's thinking. Because, well, when he first talked about weekends, he ran up against a fellow that I sat next to at Rotary Club this morning, uh, just very briefly. I won't quote him on the air here, but he said, Are you guys, you can't go anywhere Fourth of July weekend. Hey, Kate's not going to go Fourth of July weekend. Let me just tell you that. So the word, you know, that's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. But but I do I do think it's interesting every once in a while here at uh, info at khen.org and that's how you do it you, you say info okay we've got to end this we've got to end, end this show but before no give me give me thirty seconds yep it, it might be there's somebody out there is thinking I haven't had a train ride in a while just have them do info khen.org and um, say on there, interested in rail trips. And since there's probably only going to be one of them, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just respond to that uh, I, as I did not long ago to um, what's Kate's husband's name, Dan. Responded to Dan. He was wondering, okay, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll get back to him. And we're, we're out of time. We are really out of time. Okay, let's just very say thanks for tuning in to On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman, uh, next week and on the rails, we are, we're going to be running a, sort of an, another interesting interview with this about some family history, family railroad history. All right, at the town of, at the count of three, one, two, three, we'll get out here. The caboose is rolling. I'm throwing the fusee off the back, and we're going to say highball, one, two, three. Highball! 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 Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at 
hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.